When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Tuesday, and I'm here with our very own Alyssa Farrah Griffin and today's special guest, award-winning journalist and podcast host, Kara Swisher. This is Behind the Table. All right. I am extraordinarily excited because we are graced with podcast royalty. Kara royalty, Swisher is here. Me. Yes, absolutely. Small, small Eastern European country. No, this is true. <laughs> I mean, this podcasting. is in, in the world of podcasting. There's no one bigger or more exciting. Yes, podcast um, is Dan. I was going to say this podcasting with Kara Swisher is like Brian getting to throw a football with Peyton Manning. It's <laughs> so exciting. I've done that. And this is right up there. A hundred percent. I didn't catch it. Um, all right. So. Thrilled to have you here. Now, Alyssa has been lucky enough to guest on Pivot, mm-hmm. which is exciting. So you She's guys... She's been a guest host. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is tremendous. And you guys know each other a little bit. This mm-hmm. is the first time you're meeting in person? Well, no, we no. did at the White House Correspondence Center Brunch, yeah, which met, oh, we've cool. met a few met times, a actually. Times. Yeah. yeah, Washington's a small town. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Much we were, smaller than New York. Uh, Alyssa's been been behind the scenes saying, we got to get Kara for a book. we got to get Kara yeah. for a book. So I'm so glad Great. it worked Thank out. You, Thank you so much for joining me. Are you a View fan? I am. I'm. This is the only thing I'm excited about. I mean, I, I like all the things I do in a book tour. It's a book tour. I'm doing a really exciting tour for it and having really well-known people like Sam Altman and Mark Cuban interview me. Um, but uh, this, I'm very excited to be on the right, well, we're, we're I'm a fan. I love it. We're thrilled to have you. Yes. So I'm a gay man in that regard. <laughs> you know, here I am. That, that does seem to be the demo. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get both of your takes on a couple of things here. So uh, kind of the politics and tech sure. mixing together here. Trump sort of changed the game when it came to politics and social media yes. with his kind of unfiltered approach. That's correct. Um, his relationship with these platforms have been kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. He was banned. He was reinstated. How effective is his new uh, approach to social media now with truth well, or just everything? Truth is a terrible business. Yes. Anyone can look at the numbers to see it's, a, it's somewhat of a, you know, they've been under investigation. They're trying to get money. It's not a profitable business right. by any means. But everything he truths and he owns it. So that's, you know, he's hoping for an upside for himself. Um Everything he truths gets on the other social media. So what's the difference, right? It does mm-hmm. everything is repeated by his stands or people close to him, and it's just a picture of it. And then all the people who don't like him repeat it, and so it's fine. It works just fine for him every time. Right. I always wondered if he was going to get back on Twitter because he was obsessed he with it. In the, in the White House, it was. I mean, I would an Where's entire policy Twitter? plan would be derailed because he tweeted something that mm-hmm. you've seen that morning. I could see before the election him coming back on. Agreed. Um, but honestly, even without him there, he's got so many amplifiers, you don't notice the right. difference. Like right. Elon, in many ways, is spouting a lot of Trumpian talking points Absolutely. and theories. And yeah. Yeah. He doesn't life. need to be there. He's he's there. He's there. He's the years ago in the New York Times in a column, I called him the greatest troll in history, the greatest Internet <laughs> troll in history. And he is. And he used, used this medium in the way that the JFK used TV or FDR used radio, just, a, you know, a, a quantumly less qualified person doing it. But he's a troll. That's what he is. And he's good at it. 
Alyssa, when you were in the White House, did you just live in fear of what he was going to tweet? Was there any kind of oversight on that? He was actually tweeting himself. It was Dan just... Scavino, right? Yeah. So it's it's both. So Dan had access to it, Scavino, and then Trump did directly have access. So most senior staffers, we'd have it immediately alert us if he posted something. Um, and I mean, I think I've told you this before, Brian, the number of times that I would talk him off of something, think I won that discussion. We were on Marine One once, and it was like starting a nothing fight with a Republican senator. I was like, you don't need to. It's punching down. He goes off to the residence and bing, bing, bing. A minute later, he tweets out this like vicious attack on the senator. And it's there's no ability to control his impulses. He's it. He's all it. And yes. that's perfect for the medium, right? It's a, it's a twitchy medium. He's a twitchy person. And therefore, anything that is in his id brain goes right through his fat fingers right into Twitter, right? So I want to ask you, though, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Fast. They may not be fat. Little, little fingers. <laughs> think, yeah, they might be little. little um, fingers. I don't think anyone's going to come for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm fascinated by the evolution of Elon Musk. He was once somebody I think I admired the most in the tech industry. I met him briefly I, I through would SpaceX yeah. and, like, do, doing, like, world-changing kind of things. Absolutely. But then I see the stuff he shares, and a high schooler could Google and know that it's not true. A middle right. schooler, frankly, could. What? How does that compute for you, having interviewed him many times, that he could be in some ways so brilliant and in others so foolish? Well, first of all, let's get aside this idea of everybody brilliant. He's not any more brilliant than lots of people, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, but we do tend to um, glorify, you know, it's sort of the idolatry of innovators, right? No matter what he does. Well, he didn't invent Tesla, let's be Mm -hmm. clear. He's just a very good business person. And he is technical, absolutely. And he's full of entrepreneurial zeal. That is no question. He takes on big issues, whether it's space or cars or uh, whatever he happens to take on, even, you know, Neuralink, which is controversial for lots of reasons, not just how they treat animals is one of them, but also who knows if it's going to work. These are big ideas. And so that's very admirable, right? Those mm-hmm. are cool because most people in Silicon Valley are working on the next, you know, digital dry cleaning service. So, like, <laughs> who cares, right? I, I would go crazy when I would get these ideas from brilliant people, and they were all a version of dumb. Like, <laughs> and I called it assisted uh, assisted living for millennials. That's what I call it. That's where they're building companies to help millennials have a better life. Um, and in his case, they were big ideas. What has happened? It's happened to a lot of people. You've seen this, uh, Alyssa. And other people go the other way, which is interesting, like yourself. But he more and more radicalized over mm-hmm. time because of the Internet, because he's rich, because he has enablers. You've seen mm-hmm. this because of the power, uh, because people tell him he's right all the time. If you get licked up and down all day, you tend mm-hmm. to believe you're the smartest person in the room. Um, you know, the insularity. Obviously, the journal's written a little about his drug use, which yeah. you can't. You cannot take that out of the equation. He's got a board that does whatever he wants. Um, and then he always had these elements of of toddler behavior, mm-hmm. boob jokes, penis jokes, memes. He loves mm-hmm. memes. He loves dank memes. And, <laughs> you know, he liked to indulge in that. I That was something I found discomforting, but it was so small. He'd make some dumb joke and you'd be like, OK, whatever. You know, my I think my 14-year-old told me that one the other day. And I kept thinking he's in his... You know, he's 50 or 48 or whatever age he happened to be. But when he does those jokes, everyone laughs. That's right. Ha, 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 king. Like, Mm -hmm. ha, ha, king. And then other people don't. And then he hates you for not liking them. Well, I I have questions about the the actual medium of X. We were talking about this backstage a little bit, too, because everyone, since the moment he took over, they've been prophesizing it's dying. It's Mm -hmm. still here. It's obviously not what it was. Right. And he can afford to have it fail. Basically, that's correct. Where we are. He's, it's like a yacht for a rich person, who, right. you know, a leaky yacht. That's and, pretty much what's happening. here. And he'll ride it till it's over, do you think? Or? What's over? Yeah, it's not over 
ever. He's the richest mm-hmm. person. And, and SpaceX will probably go public, so he'll be richer still. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. He wants to own it. And he's the richest man in the world. And well, no, maybe he's not right now, but he's rich. And so he can do whatever he wants. It's a terrible, it's, it's not dying. It's a terrible business to start with. Mm-hmm. And now it's a really terrible business. So it was, I think it was $5 billion in revenue. Now they think it's around two. That's a lot. And right. they, of course, he made cuts and everything else. But it's not a business. This is not a business. This Will it be abandoned? It, it hasn't been, by the way. Well, I mean, it's been partially abandoned. Will mm-hmm. it ever be abandoned by all no, legitimate because, businesses and everything else, do you think? Oh, or legitimate? No? Yes. The yeah. advertiser fall-off has been drastic. I think at some point it was 90% of average. Why would you go there? It's a toxic... You go on there any time. Now I'm getting porn on there, which mm-hmm. is I've like... I've noticed that, too. <laughs> I'm getting porn. I'm getting porn. I'm getting that weird honey thing. You got weed ads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all... They're all and, a lot of and, Cheech and Chong. Yes, and yeah. of course the, the 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 prices have gone down because nobody's competing for them. So what replaces it? Is it something wholly new, or is it one of the clones? Is it a Threads? Is it a Blue Sky? What do you or think? Or this is over, right? It's you over. know, you know, we're not doing the jitterbug anymore. Like mm-hmm. people tend to like it's. You know, Threads is really interesting. I think it's a really good product. Instagram is still a it's powerful really, yeah. product mm-hmm. across the world. There's Signal. There's WhatsApp. There's all WhatsApp is really quite social. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook does dominate this area as they dominate all of social media. And so Meta, I guess Meta. So they've got WhatsApp. They've got Instagram. They've got Threads. I happen to like Threads quite a lot. I think they've done a nice job. And it's starting to be a place like all mm-hmm. kinds of cool people it needs more news reaction i think twitter is that's still what i'm missing that's yeah what, it's breaking still, news i still find myself news. going to x you mm-hmm. will but it it will change as mm-hmm. people abandon it as people and and more new i get more attention on x i will get responses much better twitter forget it i've had to turn off comments what right. a sad thing mm-hmm. but i don't like being called a bitch every five minutes no, by uh, some course. internet troll or a maga person what do you think of the media endeavors he's doing so people like tucker carlson and don lemon now it's hard to really quantify because you see these. I think they're just giving them money. That's, That's all, all they're it doing. Is. I think they're just giving them money. They appear there for a short, exclusive period of time. I know with Don, it's he's do he's going to be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Don should and is going to be ubiquitous. I, I mm-hmm. asked, told him not to because he everything everything Elon did would be hung around Don's neck, and I didn't want that to happen That's, to of him. Of course, like yeah. um, but I think he just has to have it on there for a second, and then it, he look Tucker Carlson does stuff elsewhere, right? He doesn't. It's not really on X. It's just. It's these splashy ad deals that are done by Linda Yaccarino, who mm-hmm. used to do splashy mm-hmm. ad deals at NBC. See, yeah. And that's how she operates, and that's what they're going to do. So she'll pay people to—she'll pay you to be her friend, right? That's really it, which so is fine. Things like reach is so hard to quantify in, mm-hmm. a, in a real way, but do you think someone like Tucker Carlson has lost influence moving off of broadcast no. television? No. no. Well, no, I think he has. I yes. think he has because I think the products he's making are shoddy. Like that interview with Putin was terrible. It was, it was laughable. You know, if it was good, who knows? I just think he's not, he, he, he needs his he needs his producers or something is happening there. He had a better team at, at what, what, what was the crap he was peddling was much better done at Fox News. <laughs> I do think his audience was at Fox News. And so right. it's very hard to find his audience. Now, look, Megyn Kelly, I, mm-hmm. I'm not loving what she's putting out, but it's it's attractive it's to successful people. It's successful. To some people. I think she's probably making some good money. Um mm-hmm. I suspect, you know, there's a million of them on the right wing, Dan Bongino, Mark Levin. It's interesting because there's a news commentary, the biggest news commentary, and Pivot, is, which is my podcast with Scott Galloway. Which is excellent. It's yeah. excellent. Thank you. It is the only—we are in a sea of right wing podcasts, yes. but yeah. we're always near the top. We're either one, two, three, sometimes we're four, but 
everyone around us is all right wing because that they they the people who follow that stuff have been raised on talk radio and so the talk radio sort of became a right wing is strength a strong area yes and so it's it is talk radio and we're just hanging out there hi we're the liberals over here like you know chatting so, it up i want to ask about something that not to get like too heavy on it mm-hmm. but obviously Please there's do. a thousand different dangers with regard to social media yeah we talked on air a little bit about the mental health impacts to young 100%. women especially but men as well scott is great on this i, mm-hmm. I always depression Scott. But there's also this element, like I worked at the Department of Defense, and we know foreign adversaries use those spaces 100%. to spread disinformation. And a lot of it is to pit people against each other exactly. in the U.S. on political lines. Is there a way to communicate that to the public or educate the public so that they understand that what they're seeing, whether it's racist content, bigoted con- content, is probably put there by their adversaries to tear them apart? No, because now they like it. They like the the team play. Like everybody sort of goes into their tribes. And I think people are I like that as people. I think most people are like that. It's usually on a more benign way. I like a sports team. I like this. You know, it's usually benign. But when it becomes something like that, you have a very hard time. It's meant you know, it is just propaganda. Mm-hmm. It is just typical pit people against each other. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. You're part of a team. They're going to come kill us. This is this is the kind of messaging. And the, the Chinese, the Iranians, the Russians, other foreign actors, and now internally white supremacists, mm-hmm. etc. They know it works. And so hate works really well online because I, I had a line. I have a line in the book: engagement equals engagement. So that's what works. Oh, hope works too. Cat videos work well yeah. too. It's just <laughs> it, it tends to you know. It's easy to manipulate people, and it's hard to you know. Years ago, there was a thing where Hillary Clinton was a lizard. I don't you don't yeah, remember that sure. one? Remember that Alex one? Jones era. And yeah. I called the Facebook people, and I'm like, "She's not a lizard. Can you take these down? These are not true. I met her. I've tried to scratch her face. It is not a lizard." <laughs> and they just wouldn't. They weren't. They weren't looking for the provenance of them. And they were obviously put there by foreign. You know, it was so obvious to me what was happening. The second thing was, it was really interesting. Do you remember when Roseanne Barr said that terrible thing about Valerie mm. um, yes. Jarrett? Yeah. I'm not going to even repeat it because it yeah. was so lame. So she says it, and then all of a sudden there was all this anger about her, pro and con, right? Yeah. Then about a week later, Sam B. said something about Ivanka Trump, made a, mm-hmm. called her a name, which yeah. she shouldn't have called her. Mm-hmm. I've talked to her about this. I had her on the podcast talking about it. Um, and then there were all these great people on both sides. Mm-hmm. Well, she is one. La, 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 la. Yeah. Um, we went to look at who was creating the, the hubbub, and it was bots, the same yes. bots on the same side yeah. from the same company. They wanted to create anger on both sides, and also, I'm for Roseanne, or I'm against Roseanne, mm-hmm. I'm for Sam, I'm against Sam. But th- it was the same company yeah. creating all the fight. Then people got attracted to it. Mm-hmm. So what's going on over here? It was bots fighting that caused people to look at yeah. it. So it's very hard. It's like a traffic accident. I, I see it with mm-hmm. The View, honestly. I see it with yeah. content about The View, specifically yeah. with Whoopi and Joy and people like that, yeah. where they're Much of it is made up. Yes, yeah. I, I don't think believe. so, too. I don't, I, the the I number of times it. that Candace Owens is allegedly going to be replacing me, the internet loves that <laughs> one. I was like, like oh, network please, TV no. could ever hire Candace Owens. Oh, not yeah, happening, but then people. it gets picked up by regular media, which is right. not very responsible. Well, that's the frustrating so. thing, because the ridiculous a couple of comments on X, which, to your point, very well may be uh, the result of bots, that end up on tabloids, which are then right. picked up as reports well, by mainstream media. Well, it's an up and down thing. You know, there's there's several very good books about how this works. It goes up and down the stack, which yeah. is really interesting. And it's meant to cause that kind of thing. You right. know, look, this this pre-internet, my pregnancy was announced on page six mm-hmm. by Rupert Murdoch, someone from Rupert Murdoch's organization, when I worked at the Wall Street Journal and he was trying to attack the journal. 
and it was who's who's your daddy that was the oh. name so oh. look this doesn't end this yeah. is not this is not a new fresh thing it's just the nature of tabloids tabloids are a version of this aren't they like, they are it's yeah. just and that, that's what they live to do that so Sarah Haynes wanted me to ask you because she's raising young kids mm-hmm. and scared as many people are about the the dangers of social media to the degree that you're comfortable sharing. I know you've talked sure. about this a bit. What was kind of what's kind of your approach? You've got older kids, and you've got younger. Mm-hmm. Um, that of course they have to have access to it, but how do you make sure they don't go dur- down some of these darker corners of the? Well, a couple of things. I let them sometimes go down. One of the things the problem they have is their other mom, the older kids now are tw- oh, twenty one and eighteen. Um, their other mom was the CTO of America right. under Obama's right. and was, I forget, was yeah. a top Google executive, <laughs> early Google yeah. executive, so, and went to MIT. So very hard to trick her, mm-hmm. technologically <laughs> speaking. I am the most famous internet reporter. Yes. So they really couldn't say, uh, Mom, I'll let you figure it out later. We knew it was on their right. phones. We knew it was doing yeah. And at times, one of the things I used to do when they were on Snapchat too much is I'd introduce them to Evan Spiegel, and I'd turn to him, i go, I, you'll turn it off if I ask you, right, Evan? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> and my sons would lose their mind. And they're like, Amazing. they knew I could, but I wouldn't do that. Of course not. Um, and he wouldn't do it either. Um, so one of the things we did is I trust them to understand it the way you remember. You're too young. But when we when I was a kid, if you were watching too much TV, they called it the boob tube mm-hmm. and your your head was going to melt. I'm not too young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My head didn't melt. Mm-hmm. It was not the boob tube. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was. So I think young people have a better sense of this stuff yeah. than we do. The crazy people are 30 to 50. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. They just are like mm-hmm. the ones who are addicted and really have a problem. Younger people are a little smarter because they grew up with it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. The second thing is I allow my kids to try things and, and I ask them what they're doing and I yeah. trust them. Now, two areas because I have two boys. I talk to them a lot about pornography and objectification of women. And I'm yeah. not doing this like, hi, I'm your lesbian feminist mom. I'm yeah. like, this is just gross for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I try to talk to them normally. The second thing is. Um, I let them do it. Years ago, I did an interview with Susan Wojcicki, who ran YouTube. And one of the issues I had was my son wanted to, he heard about Ben Shapiro, who I do not like. I think he's not, a. I see why he does well. But mm-hmm. let me say, it's not, not my cup of tea. Yeah. And so he, my son asked about it. And I said, you should go li- listen to him and decide for yourself if you think what he's saying smart. is smart. I don't. Mm-hmm. You can decide what you want to do. What happened was, of course, he took it the wrong way and started tweeting, Kara says she won't let her son want. I let him do it. Yeah. That was the exact That's opposite. A, yeah. Of course, because he wanted to make a thing of it, but it's mm-hmm. not true. He, my son could do whatever he wants. When he listened to it, the issue I had with it, and I brought this up with Susan, is after he listened to a Shapiro thing, it started cycling down. It it, it, it wasn't Ben Shapiro. It's, it moved to white supremacy mm-hmm. because of not Very Ben quickly. Shapiro's fault, the algorithm's mm-hmm. fault. And so it moved into a rat hole. Like it really mm-hmm. did very quickly. And that's what I was discussing is how autoplay, it goes, you want this if you like this. I don't know why they put those together. And in that case, my son decided he didn't like Ben Shapiro all by himself, yeah. like, right? Which is how I want to do what it. What a proud and, day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he liked it, he liked it. I, there's nothing. Right. He's an, I raised him. He's intelligent. He can make his own decisions. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's hard is it, what happens later as they use it because it's addictive. It keeps going. You can move into areas and especially young girls. I have a daughter. I have one mm-hmm. daughter. I have three sons. Um, it's really I really think a lot. She right now, all she does is watch Frozen on replay <laughs> over and over. Now, Scooby Doo. That's addicting. It is. Little girls love it. My son loves it. He loves oh. Moana, too. Like oh, who does love Moana? And Moana's yeah. amazing. He loves Moana. Yeah. It's a little much at this point. Um, <laughs> I cannot listen to those songs anymore. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, I one time texted Bob Iger. I was like, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop making these things. Um, but, you know, they're in that zone, so it's just entertainment, yeah. so I'm not worried. 
I do worry for my daughter much more mm-hmm. so than my sons um, because the, the, the imagery, you know, the self-esteem studies are so clear, mm-hmm. uh, the, the link between social media and self-esteem and the ability for people to target her sexually, you know what I yeah. mean, like that kind of thing. And also bullying and stuff. I think about that a lot. It's sort of been turbocharged online. We'll be back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. I have a 12-year-old and 9-year-old daughters, both, and I've been very conservative with what I've let them use and see. They mm-hmm. want more. They're, I haven't let them be on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does become a social thing because you be, they become left out. They don't understand mm-hmm. references. It, it's yep. uh, it's tricky. They go to someone's house. They're all doing TikTok that's, dances that I haven't right. let her see or learn. Right. That's right. So yeah. I'm trying to find those balances. I'm, I'm interested in the, the way well, you're— it's a babysitter for yeah. a lot of parents, No, it is. Yeah. yeah. It is. As was television. Yeah. As was, yeah. you know, that that's the problem with all media. The problem here is it's addictive. Yeah. In a way that is well beyond, t- and I was addicted to Gilligan's Island. I can say it. As now. Say. Can I ask one dumb question? I mean, I know you don't no have much longer. Dumb. But, um, Alyssa, I know that look we. At me. No, no question qu- is dumb. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. So we both agree that sweeping tech reform isn't coming anytime soon. But I'm wondering if there's something more targeted that can be done. Like, is there a way that you could hold? tech platforms accountable or create incentives around how the algorithms work? Because there's a stat about TikTok that like within 30 or like three minutes of being on, you could be served up content about 
body dysmorphia yes, or you can. mental right. health right. Uh, in right. different Now, ways. they deny it. And, you know, it's very complex with mm-hmm. the, how this happens. I think one of the things you can do is, first of all, someone like Amy Klobuchar had a lot of great bills that got killed, not just by Republicans, mm-hmm. Democrats, too, because they were targeted by tech companies, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the ideas behind tr- algorithmic transparency, provenance, privacy, antitrust, mm-hmm. um, uh, taxing, all kinds of things could work. Now, with COSAs right now, this is the Child Online Safety Act. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, there's some con- problems there because there's some worries that it will try, you know, in conservative states, they're going to say gay things are bad yeah. for kids to see. Mm-hmm. Like, and of course, that's their big thing right now. So um, uh, that could be a problem. But we've got to start somewhere with even the bottom level one. You know, at the time President Trump did the – I had written a column in the, in the New York Times saying – TikTok's, this is years ago. TikTok's the most exciting new product I've ever seen. This is before it got big. Mm-hmm. I love it. I use it on a burner phone because mm-hmm. Communist Party, because mm-hmm. it's using for propaganda. It could be used for surveillance. More propaganda was yeah. my worry. And we've got to do something about this. They're, we're not allowed in their country. Mm-hmm. Why? This is a surveillance vehicle mm-hmm. for the Chinese Communist Party. I was very concerned. I'm a liberal, but yeah. I understand what the communists are doing. I understand yeah. what China is doing. President Trump did an executive order. What killed me about that was directionally, it was correct. Executionally, it was the most mm-hmm. boneheaded move I've ever seen because this was a serious friggin' issue. Be yeah. serious about it. Make a serious effort to yeah. do something about this. And so he, like, kneecapped efforts to yeah. do that because it just had to be like he had to insert his hands in it. It's mm-hmm. like it was it was such an important topic. So directionally, on a lot of things, he was correct around 2.30. I don't quite know what to do. But again, boneheaded. Let's get mm-hmm. rid of it. Oh, yeah. no, we can't. That Just, kills everything. It kills yeah. everything. You're like... We need to think about what we need mm-hmm. to do. And, you know, instead of just like slapping at the tech companies, let's think thoughtfully of what we want from them, what we can what can pull off and how the deleterious effects of lobbying are going to yeah. kill these things. Some right? things I've, said, I've seen you say that are very smart to me are the idea that regulation is still possible in the way that they yes. figured out airlines. They figured out everything, right. everything else, car manufacturers, very complex issues that are beyond that, the... I, that kills me because they're like, Congress is dumb about it. I'm like, oh my God, do you think they know how to fly a plane? <laughs> Correct. No. no, but they figured out how to, to right. make sure we're safe in the air to safe-ish. a regular, yeah. mm-hmm. except when the doors fly every, off to Alaska. Every, but yes. But look what happened in that thing. What happened after Alaska? Mm-hmm. 750 planes were grounded. Yes. Girl dies online. Does anything happen? Nothing, Nothing happens. Dozens of dozens so and dozens. It is of possible to fix this, or to at least yes. to, to put some safeguards. Yes, in. there's lots of things. It should be global with AI. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of kind of rapid fire sure. questions right. before we lose you here, because um, I have some. I'm interested in the future of tech. I'm interested in what's coming, and I think there's no one better to speak to this. You. When my 12 year old daughter was born, I was convinced she would never need a driver's license because we would have self driving cars. Mm-hmm. It does not seem like we're any closer than we were 10 years it's ago. That's true. Tell me, when do you think, think we'll get there? I think right now there's a little panic about it, but mm-hmm. I have ridden in these cars for 30 years. They are so good now. They are not there yet, but they will be good. They, so, the, the the distance that they've traveled and the safety issues, I understand the worries. And I know they sort one in San Francisco. I get in them, cars, bikes get in front of me to try to screw them up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They work really well compared to the way they did. Event The problem with these cars, for the most part, and I know fire departments, they get in the way. Do we have the statistics on how many people get in the way of fire of trucks? Right. right. Lots more. How many people die in car accidents? Guess what the problem is? People. Mm-hmm. My issue is that people rely on them before it's ready, mm-hmm. right? Te- technology always puts everything in beta, and we're, we're at their mercy in that regard. I, I do think eventually we will have 
almost fully autonomous cars. We've got to get people out of the cars, and that's a really difficult thing because people like their cars. They like them. Is eventually five years, ten years? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Some of the stuff I've seen is really good. I don't love a lot of the Tesla stuff because he uses less sensors because mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in them. I think everyone's got to get on this on board of the same thing, and you've got to be ultra safe because one crash in an EV equals 100,000 crashes Absolutely. by people. Um, another thing we've been talking about for years at the show, Whoopi is particularly very worried about privacy. She was yes, very excited to hear you be. talk talking about this. She is terrified of smart home devices. She doesn't yeah. like them. I am uh, simple and just want the Jetsons and Star Trek tomorrow. You don't and want that. I, I, I know. I just do. I just want everything. Take it all. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, they will. How? Yeah, they will. What are your concerns? I don't put anything in my house. I, I thought you were going to say that. Same. I absolutely don't. They're surveillance. They're surveillance. I'm sorry. I don't know why they should have, right. you know, seeing into your home. I, I Someday you will have, your AirPods will have a camera in them. And it will be like an assistant, mm-hmm. and they will know everything about you. you already do that. The, the relationship you have with your phone is the relationship you'll have with these things. Surveillance in your own home is a real problem. Yeah. I mean, it just is. It just gives people who you don't know where the stuff is going anything. It, they are so easy to hack, um, just everything about them. My son, at the time, when I had a, you know, they send them to me, and I, I try some of them, right, the Alexa. Mm-hmm. He went around and unplugged everything, and mm-hmm. I was like, Nice. Well done, son. You know what I mean? He did it. And I wouldn't have in my home. I, you know, the same thing. I have a a ring thing in the front of my house, but it only will go forward. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm I I think about everything I put in my home. But you are carrying a surveillance device every day of your life with your phone. This is even Apple. If I showed you some things on your phone, I could tell you every everything you did over the past 10 days Mm -hmm. and everywhere you went and how much time you spent there. Now, it's on this phone. But it's someone will get a hold of this. It's much better. Apple is much better on privacy. Speaking of Apple, we were talking about this before, too. I'm usually the first person to buy every Apple device. I mm-hmm. haven't jumped on the Apple Vision Pro yet. Should Trader. I? This is this is great. This is wonderful. I like it. If I if you were an early, if you're an early adopter, get one. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's a screen. It's a screen is what mm-hmm. it is. It's a really cool screen. If you were going to buy a screen, a very expensive Apple screen, buy this instead and try this. Um, it's early stages. You know, it's early stages. It will be lighter. It will be different in five years. But it's the spatial computing, which is the marketing term that Apple's using, is correct. It's spatial computing. And do you think this is something that's going to continue to grow yes. and become Yes. Yes. Go see Minority Report. That's what, <laughs> that's what it is. I love Minority Report. There we go. And people who have it love yeah, it. Anderson love it. Cooper's obsessed with it. Yeah, he is. For movies, it's yeah. great. I have to say for some office stuff, I like it a lot. Um, is it too isolating for movies? No, I mean, you, you can want, see yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. Like, do I ever talk to anyone I'm watching a movie? No. no. You don't right. sit around and have right. a discussion. You're not supposed to. No, <laughs> no you mm-hmm. don't. You, when you're in the regular movie, you get thrown out for doing that. I so. could see Whoopi liking that, actually. Yeah, it's cool. It's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, it's it's interesting. Some of the meditative stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music, there's a there's a DJ thing on there that if you did DJing, this is the thing. This is cool. This oh, was wow. a, it, it's a, it looks like a record player. Your, your records are over here and you move them and you put your, it's really well done. All right. Well, we it depends are- on what apps are made that's where yeah. it's like just like the phone it depends on what apps are made i'm heading over to the apple store for can i just me? make one other point because yes, yes, Alyssa's here one of the things that was really interesting was conservatives were always very early to these these technologies i remember doing a ralph reed interview because mm-hmm. they were zeroed out of regular media right oh. that was mm-hmm. it and so the internet was an important place to do that now i'm just curious if you think it's gone over the edge like in terms of all this conservative media and not and being an echo chamber because then they're just like the people they complained about 
the oh, liberal yes. media. No, right. that's that's absolutely right because it used to be sort of in you know felt like an insurgency that you had to have these alternative sources of media, but mm-hmm. it feels oversaturated to right. me from Newsmax to OAN to Real America. Like there's and some repetitive and yeah. repetitive, um, and they're all kind of a knockoff of the other version. Mm-hmm. I'm what I'm most kind of scared about in the right wing media ecosystem is just the level of extremism of some of the most followed figures. I won't even say the names of people Steve with Bannon. millions, millions of followers mm-hmm. and listeners who are saying things that five years ago would have never been platformed. It wouldn't mm-hmm. a major network wouldn't talk about them. And they're out there and they're getting yeah, tons of views. I, I, if you don't mind, if you don't oh, mind, I had this really interesting encounter on Facebook where they were saying Antifa was going to come and attack this Indiana town. And I someone alerted me to it and I went on there and watched it. And I was like, and I, I inserted myself. I said, "They're not. They're no one's coming to your little town. Sorry. <laughs> and we're going to put up boards up. We're getting guns." I was like, "No one's coming to your town. They're not coming because they don't exist. Also, they're not coming here. If they existed, they'd go to the good towns, not your town." <laughs> and I had arguments with everybody, but they were convinced. It was fascinating. And then, when of course nothing happened. They were like, it's because we had our guns. I said, it's because they weren't coming. And it was like, I was fat. This was years ago. And I was fascinated by the commitment. I worry the repetition is making us, I hate to say making us dumber, but it's making us less quizzical and less, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe I should verify if this is true. There there is, I see very intelligent people falling for just outright propaganda. Yeah, that's Um, what it is. And it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's exactly what they complain the liberal media for. They're creating their own version of it. It's really interesting to me. The the Tucker Carlson arc, we could do a whole hour. Uh, uh, anytime, anytime. Yes. Well, we would definitely want to have you back on The sure. Real Show and, of course, yes, the podcast, too. Thank you so much for joining me. Kara's new book, Burn Book, A Tech Love Story, is out today. And you can find her podcast, On with Kara Swisher and Pivot. I recommend them both wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, I'm back with Joy Behar. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.